Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, my. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com. Google Podcast, Anchor, and Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me as usual every week, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. What's up, Greg? Hey, what's up again? Not much. Just, uh, you know, like we were talking about, you know, before we came on the show, Daniel Bryan, no longer a member of the SmackDown roster. Right. I mean, that's... uh. I don't know if this means a retirement for him or if he's going to wind up somewhere else. What do you think? Well, it's not a retirement for him. He didn't retire. Um, I know WWE is playing it off, and they've moved his profile to um, the alumni section. Um, But it wasn't a, you know, win or quit WWE match. It was a you can't be on SmackDown anymore. So there, I, maybe there would technically have to be an official trade or a free agent signing from you know Monday Night Raw. I mean, I mean, I don't, I know Regal is the GM of NXT, but I don't even know who's running Raw and or SmackDown anymore. So right. Well, maybe that could be in the works for Daniel Bryan. I mean, I understand. I read through uh, one of the websites that uh, Adam Pierce got a promotion. So, I don't yeah, know. His on-air, his on-air character doesn't change. I oh, mean, okay. that's kind of why you saw Sonya Deville this Monday. Adam Pierce is still involved, but because, oh, I just got a notification that you're live. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but... Because of his new role, which um, it's a bunch, we talked about this last show, a bunch of people got pushed up when Carano left. So, Laurinaitis is doing Carano's old job. Adam Pierce is doing Laurinaitis' old job. Some guy that was furloughed because um, they didn't need his position anymore was brought back to do... Um, the backstage aspect, not on-air aspect of Adam Pierce's job. So they just, you know, kind of shuffled things around. Yep. So first one in the chat, first one in the viewing room today, Jacob. Welcome, Jacob. Glad to see you again. So, yeah, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen now and where, where Cesaro is going to fit in all this and Hopefully he'll get a match with well, right Roman Reigns. Right now he's going to fit in with Seth Rollins. <laughs> so you don't see uh, Cesaro and Roman Reigns clashing anytime soon? Not yet. He's got a rematch against Seth Rollins this week. Okay. On SmackDown coming up. So. Yeah, and speaking of SmackDown, uh, what did you think of so? What did you think of the whole show overall? I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, you know, the 
uh, opening was a little weird, a little weak. Um, it kind of seemed like they rushed it, you, you know, as to where Monday Night Raw does opening segments that go way too long and are stupid. Um, SmackDown had an opening segment that just seemed like it was very rushed. Excuse me. Okay, I, I agree with that. And then they went right into the mixed six-man tag match, which uh, was okay. Six-person. Oh, six-person. Six-person. Right. Six-person tag. And, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting to see, you know, Bailey in the ring for the first time in a while, and she was, yeah. go she was going at it with Bianca Belair, and then we had the Dirty Dogs of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode with the Street Profits. So it was it was an all right match. I thought it was pretty interesting when uh, Bianca Belair picked up Dolph Ziggler and was getting ready to give him the fireman's carry. And it's like, well, she's not supposed to be in the match with the guys, but nobody really oh, said it. She gave him the KOD is what she did. Oh. The kiss of death or finishing move. Yeah, she also gave, she also gave that to Bailey and... I think if she gives that to Bailey at the pay-per-view, I think it'll be all over for Bailey. I don't think it should be at that far. Oh, okay. I think there'll be outside interference. Okay. Then we had uh, the Intercontinental title match, which was yep. Apollo Crews and Big E. Uh, there was some outside interference in that match. And I was surprised. Were you surprised that uh, Sami Zayn got the Nigerian nail? No, because he was holding Apollo's title. You know, and you, you saw him kind of, you know, reveling in the fact that that used to be his title. The one that he, well, never lost or whatever. Yeah. Ended up losing, but... That's when the whole conspiracy thing started, you know, when he came back and lost in a regular match, but that's why everybody conspired against him. Yeah. So that, uh, and then, you know, Shane and Naya again. Yep. And once again, a champion loses in a non-title match. Yep. To their opponent. Yep. Yes, they did. I finally got a chance to see that thing we talked about last week when uh, they threw the water at Naya and then uh, they threw the water at Shayna and then Naya chased after her. And yeah, I saw it. It's like she fell just before she hit the water. So that was. I thought you saw Smack. I thought you saw Smack down last week. Yeah, I did, but I didn't They're see that. Raw. Yeah, but I didn't see that part. Oh. Okay. They showed it on SmackDown and it was like, oh wow. That was that was something. So yeah, but uh, you know, I mean SmackDown overall I I thought it was, you know, pretty good. It wasn't as good as it's been lately, but it was pretty good. Well it all depends on the way you look at it. Um they had I mean only four matches in a two hour long show. Other than the rushed opening segment, it was filled, you know, with wrestling, more to, more or less. And then it had a 35-minute main event that, as of right now, if you take out <laughs> pay-per-views, in my opinion, 
main roster matches, this is the match of the year. Yep. That match was incredible. It was everything you wanted it to be in a match. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it was it was a main event, pay per view worthy match, oh. and we got it on SmackDown. Yep. And and that's what differs SmackDown from Raw. Because SmackDown will show those pay-per-view worthy main event matches where I don't think Raw will. And if you... Well, it's, it's also the storytelling. Yep. You know, and, and I mean, maybe they've got to have the creative... I don't know if they have different creative teams for Raw and SmackDown, but maybe they need to let the guys from SmackDown, if it is two different teams... Maybe they need to let them get involved with, with Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and and if Daniel Bryan does go to Monday Night Raw, I think I think the show will probably pick up a little bit, get a little bit better because he he's got a lot of creative ideas and he's he's in charge of his his own storylines and everything. So, well, and yeah, but it also depends. I mean. The reason why things worked so well for him on SmackDown was not only storylines, it was the people that he worked storylines with. I mean, it, it, the things they're doing on Raw could be, couldn't be able to be worked, but maybe it's the wrestlers that they have doing the stories that's making it not work. Right. I, uh, I agree with you there. Hopefully... This past, hopefully, tomorrow night's Raw, you know, will be a little bit better than it has been. I don't, uh, I don't see that happening, but hopefully, it will be. So, we'll, uh, we'll see. I don't know if there's anything scheduled for tomorrow night on Raw. I haven't heard anything. Um, Bobby Lashley, um, is advertised for making a statement referencing the new match at Backlash and AJ Styles, which you told me, um, which has now been confirmed, AJ Styles and Omos make their return um, after not being on for a couple weeks. And then, uh, what's up, Tony? And then the other thing, I mean, it's not an official segment, but they said, what's next in the Charlotte slash Sonya Deville saga? Yeah, are we going to find out more about that? Right. So. Yep. What's up, Tony? How's it going? Uh, yes, that's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting because you know Monday Night Raw has got to they they got to pick it up quite a bit, and uh, you know the shows the last month or so have have really been bad, and like you said, you know it's it's the well, storytelling. It hasn't been the last month. I mean, Raw's been worse than SmackDown and NXT for months. Plural, many months. Yep, and it's uh, it's something that you know they they just got to pick it up a little bit and you know see you know see what's going to happen. Like you said, with the opening segment on Monday Night Raw seems like every time they have it, it gets more and more stupider. Just have a little thing come out, you know. Minute, minute and a half, two minutes, and then just get right into the matches because it's a three-hour show, and you get you can put more matches on in a three-hour show than they're doing because they got way too much, 
bullshit going on on that show. So, but the matches that they're putting on aren't any good. Right. So well, yeah. what's, what's the difference? Yeah, that's in a way that's true too. I'm just uh I'm just waiting to see what's up with AJ Styles and Omos, what's going on with them, you know, who their next challengers are gonna be. Is you almost they, they need a manager because they're not good with the mics. Right. I think that's the one thing that's holding the Viking Raiders back is the fact that they they aren't um, or haven't shown any ability to be entertaining on the mic. So they they, they need either a mouthpiece or a manager or something that can you know speak for them. Okay. So, but yeah, so it was, uh, that would be interesting to see. First of all, Dave LaGreca is, I, I believe Dave, well, not really, but Dave LaGreca is paid for, paid by AEW, Tony. Uh, not really, but he hates WWE. And yes, AEW in the demographic that you're that you're quoting was number one on Wednesday night, but dropped a hundred and fourteen thousand viewers from the week before. So don't go all high and mighty with AEW, yep. please. They yep. still draw half as many people as Monday Night Raw, and Monday Night Raw sucks. Right, I I agree. Yep. And, uh, you know, the age demographic, that's, you know, that's okay with certain age groups, but. Right. That's, that's not my age group. Right. That's not trivia's age group, so we don't care about 18 to 49. I don't think too many people are in our age group, but. That's depressing. Yeah. I'm wondering about age group. Yeah, I know. So, but yeah, I mean, um, I thought, I thought um, SmackDown could, could have been. Could have been a, a, a B show. I gave it a I gave it around a C, C minus, around there. So what what could have made it a B? Uh, well, I think if Daniel Bryan won, that would have made it a B, but that wasn't going to happen. I don't believe. Um, you know, maybe have like the a match was, the match was an A plus regardless who won. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's no doubt about that. <clears throat> Even even with the outside interference from Jey Uso, that still that still made it a great match. And then uh, when Cesaro came out, and I'll tell you, it was just uh, it was sad to see Daniel Bryan leave uh, SmackDown, but at least we know he's not done wrestling, and we'll see him popping up somewhere. So, and I guess you know, true to true to true to form. SmackDown is Roman Reigns' show until until somebody knocks him off his perch. I don't, uh, I really don't see that happening anytime soon. I mean, nah, he, I really don't. he's just getting better and better every week, and his his character is stronger than ever. And you know, like I said, Star was supposed to be taking on Seth Rollins this week. Um, I mean. See possibly a scenario um, where Cesaro wins and then challenges Roman Reigns 
at Backlash. But uh, I'm trying to think. I, I read an article, so I wouldn't be able to take credit for it. Uh, and it made sense. And I don't think I have it in Nuggies News. Um, know, what the hell just happened here? Um, yeah, maybe I'll remember it later or something. Maybe it'll pop in my head when I'm not trying to think about it. Um, but it laid out something that could happen in the Rollins-Cesaro match that could make a good feud for Rollins to step away from Cesaro and be involved with, and then Cesaro would go against Roman Reigns and end. I, I'll, I'll have to dig deep in the back of my head to try to remember it. Okay. I... In my opinion, I don't think we'll see – you might have a difference of opinion on this, but in my opinion, I don't think we'll see Cesaro reigns until SummerSlam. No way. They can't carry this out for four months. You, no, you don't think so? You're going to carry this out without a match between the two of them for four months? Well, I mean, maybe they'll have some matches – up in uh, before SummerSlam, but if he loses the title to Cesaro, I don't see it happening. Maybe until no, SummerSlam, he's no, he's not losing the title to Cesaro. That, that's what I'm saying. He, there's nobody right now on the SmackDown roster other than maybe if there was a face turn by Seth Rollins that's going to take out Roman Reigns. Not one, in my opinion, not one. And in your opinion, do you think Paul Heyman has a lot to do with that? I mean, maybe at first, but I think Roman Reigns has proven he is the man in WWE right now. Yep. And he he was good on the mic. I think he was good on the mic before um, Paul Heyman became his uh, – well, I can't say advocate, but whatever whatever it is they call him. Yeah. But as advocate. Yeah. So I think uh I think with Paul Heyman it makes him it makes Roman Roman's character a bit stronger. But as far as wrestling wise and wrestling ability and the brutality of everything, it's all Roman Reigns hundred percent. And it the WWE is his right now to to carry it. So and I mean, I remember it wasn't that long ago there was a pay-per-view that they when Drew McIntyre was champion, that they had um Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre. Uh, Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Now do you see maybe Roman Reigns against Bobby Lashley somewhere along the no. line? No? No. I think I think that might be an interesting they match. They don't, they don't do cross brand cross-brand matches except for Survivor Series. And then it's champion versus champion and then a Survivor Series match, which yeah. is stupid. But yeah. yeah, the Survivor Series definitely isn't like it used to be back in the day. But yeah, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see where WWE is going to head with SmackDown and Raw. Coming up in the Who do you think? Who do you think they could or should 
try and push to be a legitimate challenger for Roman Reigns? I think a legitimate challenger right now, I think would be Big E. You know, I'm, I don't know how much longer they're going to carry out the Big E Apollo Crews scenario, but I would see Big E being a serious challenge to Roman Reigns. Not saying he's going to... This the only problem I have with that. Um, that, to me, would have to be something closer to SummerSlam. Because if he's going to get through this um, confrontation with Apollo Crews, either he's going to win the title back, and then you're not going to go against Roman Reigns for a title versus title. But if he doesn't come out on top in their confrontation, what what has he proven to even get mentioned to be a challenger for Roman Reigns? Right. I get, yeah. And that's, that's probably the only, I mean, that's probably the only negative right now with SmackDown is they, they like, throw their cards on the table with Edge and Daniel Bryan. And now that that seems to be over, we still don't, we haven't seen Edge. That's what it was. Seth Rollins and Edge. I knew it would pop back into my <laughs> head that Edge gets involved because Seth Rollins was talking stuff on Talking Smack about Edge and where has he been. He's off on his mountain in Carolina, wherever it is, you know, petting his goats. Some weird thing like that. Right. Um, so that's what I saw, that Edge would come out, interfere in the match, giving a victory to Cesaro, who would then go on to face Roman Reigns, and Edge and Seth Rollins would have a small, a short, quick campaign. What would you think? That's what, it was. what would you think of that campaign, Edge and Seth Rollins? I think it could be good. I, you know, I, I, I agree with the fact that it was time for Edge to go home and relax, because I mean, I had mentioned a few times that it looked to me like he was really you know, kind of showing his age and getting worn down. Yeah. Um, so I think this is the perfect time for him to sit back and, and not do anything. Yep, time to recharge the batteries. Yep. So, yeah, I was reading, the th I was watching the thing on, um, I know Facebook has this report from Sports Gita on here before, and they talked about the latest on Daniel Bryan's future. And um, one person had said, what do you think of Daniel Bryan going to Monday Night Raw and challenging for the U.S. title? <clears throat> uh, that. Yeah, I, I, I read that article. That was actually something that was in Nuggies News, yeah. Oh. Um, he would answer one of Sheamus's open challenges. Okay. So that uh, that's something to keep an eye out on. Um, where do you think the WWE is going to go with uh, – Alexa Bliss in this Lily thing. I mean, are we going to see her in the ring anytime soon, or is this just a Possibly. lot of... I, I, I think we might see a reveal of who Lily is before we actually see Alexa Bliss officially in the ring. Okay. 
If you could make a prediction, who do you think it would be? Mickey Cross. I was just I was just thinking the same thing. Because what better person, I think, to be Lily, you know, because of the way Nikki acts sometimes and her craziness and everything. I think uh, I think she would be a good fit. For the only thing is, is I, I want to say Lily has the, that doll. I want to say has blonde hair. I don't remember. I, I can't. You know. Oh, okay. I haven't uh, really paid too much attention to the doll aspect. Oh, you? You not pay attention to something? Especially when Alexa Bliss is on. Um, but I think I think her character is is taken off and is is going over quite well. And we haven't even you know like you said we haven't seen uh, when you talk about we haven't seen Edge in a while we haven't seen the Fiend around in a while either. I mean, has Monday well, night? Lily has red hair. Red hair. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, red hair. Oh, that's the picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so what do you think the WWE is going to do? Maybe, I mean, the only red-haired wrestler in WWE is Becky Lynch, so maybe Becky Lynch comes back. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be interesting. Uh, Explain where she been. Right. Where do you think WWE is going to go with the Fiend? I mean, we haven't seen him since WrestleMania, and I mean, is the WWF kind of kicking themselves in the ass because the Fiend character really hasn't worked out since he no, lost the title? No, you can't say, w, you can't say WWF. Oh, I mean WWE. WWF. What's up, Rick? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're, what they're going to do with him. Um, once again, it's. A character on Monday Night Raw. I mean, there's just so many, so many storylines on Monday Night Raw that they just dropped the ball with and didn't do anything. I mean, where's Mustafa Ali? Okay, he's wrestling on main event against Ricochet. Okay, well, what happened with the whole retribution thing? Right. And where did that go? It just stopped. Yep. I mean... You know, and then the whole thing with the Fiend and Randy Orton. Well, okay, Randy Orton won because Alexa Bliss distracted the Fiend. And we had one stupid playhouse thing with Bray Wyatt in it, and, and that's it. Yep. They, they just, they don't... I don't, I don't know the storytelling in Monday Night Raw has just been horrible. Right. Because they, they grab your attention with certain matches and then they just stop it right there. And something like something like that, I mean, they, you know, they can carry it out, but not carry it out to the fact where you're tired of seeing it. I mean, I, I wouldn't be tired of seeing The Fiend come out every week. And, but uh, Rick Del Santo, boy, I'm glad the Orton Fiend feud is over. And, well... I really don't think it was. I mean, yeah, you can say it was kind of a feud, but uh, I just think uh, what the, was a feud? Orton versus the Fiend. Oh, 
what yeah. Do you, mean you can kind of say it was a feud. And uh, I, th- I think they could have they could have dragged it out maybe for one more match. And but. Well, you thought maybe they were going to because Orton won. Yeah, and figure Fiend would come so back. You thought that there was going to be something with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton and the Fiend, and then nothing. Randy Orton's now part of RK Bro. Yeah. Which, uh, how the WWE ended up putting those two together should be interesting to see. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, this thing with Alexa Bliss, I mean, you know, WWE's playing, you know, that character out well. She's doing a great job, I believe, with the character. So we'll just have to, we'll just have to see what's next in line for that. But like you said, you know, it's all about the storytelling. Yep. Where they're going to go with it, who they're going to use with it, and it's just uh, only time will tell, I guess. You never know what's going to happen. Um, last week we talked about something with uh, Vince Russo, and I saw a, a shoot interview a couple weeks ago that they did about a month or two ago with Jim Cornette. I love Jim Cornette. I think he's I think he's great. And he just destroyed Vince Russo. I mean, he was talking about how Vince Russo used to have a video game store and he came into WWE and he goes, first of all, he said, I was looking at his notes and a man can't spell worth a damn. And Jim Jim Cornette goes, and you know, I'm big on spelling. He said, but this man is just an A1 grade A douchebag. And he was just ripping Vince Russo apart, and I was just laughing every minute of it. Because, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that Jim Cornette hasn't been put in the WWE Hall of Fame yet. I I think he he deserves to be there. He's you know he's been a great manager for many years, um, good advocate for the business, and you know maybe we'll see him in the Hall of Fame in the not too distant future. Were there sour grapes between him and Vince McMahon? No, I, 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 don't, I, I don't. I don't remember him leaving on good terms. I, for some oh, there, there could have been. I don't. Uh, I don't know if there was or if there wasn't. But I know he spent a lot of a lot of his time in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and but when he came to WWE, he was that kind of guy that you know he would shoot from the hip, and whatever he said. I think Cornette. He's on that bad side. I Uh-oh. thought so. Oh, okay. Well, there was a lot of there was a lot of people that were on Vince's bad side that are in the Hall of Fame now. So maybe, you know, maybe somewhere along the line they'll just let bygones be bygones and put him in the Hall of Fame. He was fired for slapping the shit out of the OVW student. Oh, okay. Yeah, OVW was the main, uh, other than NXT, I mean, back then, OVW was the main source for WWE talent. Yeah, there wasn't an NXT back then. Nope. And there was a lot of guys that were in OVW, got their start in OVW, and now they're big stars in WWE. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me with Jim Cornette smacking the shit out of somebody somewhere along the line. So... 
But yeah, so I guess this uh, general, whatever his name is, for Apollo Cruz, Azar or Commander Commander Aziz. Commander Aziz. He uh, once again inserts himself into the Apollo Crews match, and he, you know, they had a two-on-one against him, but he kind of took care of that real quick. And uh, I think, I think he's—I really can't say—I think he's the reason that Apollo will remain champion for a while, because I don't think Apollo Crews is that bad of a wrestler. I mean, no, but they'll make him look like a weak champion by having Aziz get involved in matches. Yep. And it's, you know, it gives them a reason to use somebody that's useless. Right. Because I was just about to ask that. Do you think Apollo Crews would remain Intercontinental Champion for a while if it wasn't for Aziz? He could, but they won't give him the chance to. Right. You know, and this goes back for a long time. I mean, it goes all the way back. I mean, in recent history, you can go back to Seth Rollins. I mean, how many times did he have matches with the authority getting involved? Yeah. I mean, you know, how many matches has Roman Reigns had where Jey Uso was able to get involved? Yeah. I mean, they just don't allow people to win or lose cleanly because everybody gets a participation trophy now. Right, exactly. You know? So... Uh, okay, checking the time here now. I guess it's time for that favorite part of the show. My favorite part of the show. We hope it's everybody else's. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. Okay, we uh, had briefly mentioned. Uh, well, actually, first, before I do anything else, I wish a happy 49th birthday to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, turns 49 this weekend. And I, I you know, is he ever going to make a showing in WWE again? I mean, I'm sure he will. Are we ever going to see Roman Reigns and The Rock? Possibly, but every WrestleMania that goes by, it's going to be less likely. Um, we had talked about this, well, Charlotte being reinstated by Sony Deville, who made a surprising appearance on, on Monday Night Raw. Um, read an article and it says five directions that they can go in um, with the Charlotte Flair slash Sony Deville um, alliance. And one is obviously like every other team that they've ever put together, an implosion leading to a long-awaited match between Sony Deville and Charlotte. I mean, I almost say that that's definite because that's what they do with everything. Um, Sonya could form a heel faction with Charlotte Flair being the leader of said heel faction. Um, it's kind of the same thing, but a little different. Sonya Bill can be the heel official for both Raw and SmackDown. Sonya Deville becomes Charlotte Flair's heel manager. Um, none of those four really interest me at all. And then there's this last one that says Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville 
become tag team contenders for the women's tag team titles. Of those five, that would be the only one that I am remotely interested in seeing. And main reason is because I want to see Sonya Bill back in the ring. Um, Before she got in that campaign with Mandy Rose, she really, really started to gain some momentum. Um, I mean, we all understand, you know, she had personal issues, stalker, court appearances, and all kinds of stuff that, that went on that caused her to have to step away from WWE. Um, but she's proving that she can work a mic. She's proving that she's good in the ring. I mean, that could be a tag team for the women's division that I think could make some noise. Right. Um, as we already talked about Daniel Bryan, um, his profile has officially been moved to the alumni section. Um, it's said that his contract is up in September, but in an interview um, talking about what's next for Daniel Bryan, he said that there's he doesn't know where this his contract is up in September thing came from because his contract isn't up in September. Um, and him saying, uh, you know, wrestlers being an independent contractor, we can kind of pick and choose kind of when we want to be around and when we don't want to be around. And he's trying to figure out how to adjust his life from being a full-time wrestler and part-time daddy to being a full-time daddy and a part-time wrestler. As he's admitted that he's gotten some bumps and bruises, and I forget which daughter it is, likes to go on his shoulders and pick leaves from a a certain maple tree that they have in their front yards, and it gets to be a little too painful. So that's why he's looking to be more of a part-time wrestler. Um, And when asked, when does your contract end, he said, when it's over. So he's not giving any you know, inclination as to, you know, when his contract may or may not be up. Right. Um, we talked about the Seth Rollins taking a dig at Edge. Um, his exact quote when referring to um, Paul Heyman mentioned Edge's name, Rollins laughed and questioned where the radar superstar has been since WrestleMania 37. And he's, this is his quote, was who, what? I think he's hiding out on some mountain, some mountain somewhere in North Carolina petting his dogs or something like that, and then he laughed. So that's where that whole little, you know, suggestion of a storyline could come from. And then this is just a, a thing um, that gets put out every week on Sunday, and it's, you know, five things that WWE needs to do on Raw, NXT, and SmackDown this week. So I, I'm going to tell you what they say, that I want your opinion on how likely you think this could happen or if you just think it's just... Okay. First one has to do with Raw, and it says Humberto Correa must defeat Sheamus this week on Monday Night Raw. No, no, I, I, I wouldn't get, uh, I wouldn't get behind that. That would okay. be 
As, as Greg would say, that would be out there. Yep. Riddle and Randy Orton must continue to team up as a tag team on Raw. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of on. I'm kind of halfway on that. I mean, I I think they might make a good tag team, but I just can't see the two of them together. I mean, two totally different styles, and Riddle just seems to get funnier every week, as far as I'm concerned. I like his character, but you're talking about Randy Orton possibly becoming a face, and I think Randy Orton's better as a heel. Right. So I, right. I just can't see that. Okay. Um, I mean, I think they did well enough last week on Raw that they're going to be, you know, maybe in another match or two. Um, Imperium must force... Killian Dane to join them on NXT. I can see that. I don't think Imperium needs Killian Dane. I think they're dominant enough, even with the leader of Imperium barely being on NXT because he's on NXT UK in right. Walter. Yep. Finn Balor must announce his plans going forward this week on NXT. Okay, because I can I can see that because rumor has it that Finn Balor is going to head back to the main roster. Um, well, then why would they waste his time doing a segment on NXT to announce that he's going back to the main roster? Could be. Or wouldn't you just have him? Or wouldn't you just have him appear on one of the two shows on the main roster? Yeah, either way would be either way would work for me. But. I don't know, unless he's going to come up with an announcement that he's going to have another special match against Karrion Cross and What I'm hoping for is that he comes back and says that, you know, kind of sounds like it's going to be a retirement speech, that Finn Balor has, has reached all his goals. He was the NXT champion. He was the first ever Universal Champion. I mean, go all out and sound like he's almost going to retire and say, you know what? I think it's time for Finn Balor to step away from the ring. But it's time for the Demon King to come back. That's what I want to see. And then he can go to whatever brand he wants. He can bring the Demon King back to NXT or you can come up to the main roster with him. Um, and then this one says Jey Uso must interfere in Cesaro's match against Seth Rollins leading up to a match eventually with Cesaro and Roman Reigns. Well, you know, that's going to happen. And that happens all the time. But, uh, I just think that, I don't know, maybe it's me, but I just think that they need to to bring Jimmy Uso back and well, maybe he's not ready. I mean, you know, it, it takes a lot to be able to perform in the ring the way that they do. He could be cleared, but not be in shape to get back in the ring. I mean, that's very, very, I mean, just cause you healed from 
your injury, you, you healed from your surgery on your arm, but yet you still lost 5% of your mobility in your arm. I mean, so are you healed? Yeah, but can you perform the way you did before your injury? No, that could be the same thing with Jimmy Uso. He can be fully healed, not have to, you know, whatever. I don't even remember at this point. I don't remember what the injury was. Right. Um, but say it was something with his leg, you know, be able to walk around, run around, you know, but he may not be in wrestling condition. Yep. So yep. we, we mentioned that before, that you can be in shape, but not be ready to perform. Right. Yep. And that's no use news for today. All right, great job. Uh Rick, getting back to your um your thing you mentioned about, you know, Roman Reigns in the rock. Uh Rick Del Santo had posted on here saying rumor is when Mania is in Hollywood, but we'll see if it actually happens. Uh right. I that's why that's why the big rumor was originally supposed to be in Hollywood this year. That's why the original big rumor was that it was supposed to happen at WrestleMania this year. And same thing with Ronda Rousey coming back this year. Yeah. But we all know that's not going to happen now. And, uh, and you know, talking about NXT, I mean, I don't know what you think of him as a wrestler, but I thought his character was, was pretty good. And he's not a bad wrestler, but I haven't seen the Velveteen Dream around in a while. I think he's worse than a burnt piece of popcorn at the bottom of the bowl. Oh, I can't stand him. I don't think his character's good. I don't think his wrestling's that good. He oversells his moves. I mean, the one ladder match he went in, he literally jumped way too high and way too far and went over the fucking fence rather than hitting his opponent. That was about five feet lower than that. He just, to me, uh, I... Don't even think about him. Oh, good. Okay. Oh. Don't even think about him. Who's this? Who's this? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. This is Mr. Trivia. Maybe, maybe he's joking about Velveteen Dream not being around. Right. You know, I don't know. But do you think maybe the WWE has noticed that and they're going to try and repackage him to, you know, make it... I mean, a, a piece of turd is a piece of turd. <laughs> True. Who, who, who's Greg talking about? Yeah. He was talking about the Velveteen, Velveteen Dream. Dream. And, uh, yeah, so, but, you know, talking a little. They, they look at it, you're all, oh, that guy's the shit's terrible. <laughs> That's what they said. A piece of turd is a piece of turd. Yep. It doesn't matter what you do to it. it it's still crap. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we talked last week some NXT, and like I said, you know, I'm I'm really getting to like this uh, Bronson Reed, and I think uh, I think he's going to have himself a great a great match with Johnny Gargano. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only thing is, is once again, as if what we were just talking about, and I mean, it's something that I feel like I can put your rent every week. There's people that are going to be outside the ring the rest of the way that'll get involved probably to keep the title on Gargano. Yep. 
He was so over with the fans and critics, but I never saw it. His character really sucked balls. <laughs> Bronson Reed is great. I just noticed out there one of my good friends was uh, tuning in, former independent wrestler Bobby Inafrio, known as Bulldog Blansky. It was nice to see him out there. Hope things are going well with you, Bob. Uh, yeah, that Bron like I told uh, Greg, Rick, uh, Bronson Reed reminds me a lot of uh, Brodus Clay. Oh, you, that's right. You said that. I apologize. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I, I wasn't going to take what I shouldn't be taking credit for. Nothing. Nug, was, Nug mentioned it, and I, I agree with him. I mean, he reminds me a lot about Brodus Clay. He moves well for a big guy. Yes. I mean, I I would I would even like to see Bronson Reed against Karrion Cross. But I don't know. Brodus Clay, way better, way better wrestler by far. Okay. Alrighty. Yeah. So we uh, we were talking about uh, some some NXT before, and yeah, I I, I really think they they should and. Probably, well, probably should give him a nice long title reign um, in in a semi dominant fashion. Um, he's and he's good in the ring. He's powerfully strong. He's he's got a, a great valet. I mean, his companion Scarlet. I mean. She's a real jaw dropper, yep. and he plays his character very well. Yes, he does. And Karrion Cross is is uh, he he could be a good NXT champion. I mean, I see him holding the title for quite a while. His character is up there, like you said. Scarlet makes it a little bit better. I really don't. Uh, I really don't recall her ever getting involved in any of his matches. Well, not physically. Right. I mean, just you know, eye candy alone is enough to yeah. get, get her involved, so to speak. Naisha Johnson, watching. Thank you, Naisha, for tuning in. Um, yeah. So, I mean, do you think it's one and done with Finn Balor and Karrion Cross, or do we see them? Locking up again. I don't think maybe that's what he's going to come out and say. You know, he, he's going to be returning, you know, and it's funny. The, the promo I read said, you know, you know, Finn Balor makes return to NXT after not being on NXT since Stand and Deliver. That was two weeks ago, dude. Right. But three weeks. Yeah. That, that, you know, it's like he's been gone a long time. Right. Not like he's he's been, he went on a second honeymoon right. with his wife. It's not like he's been gone six months or something. Right. But, yeah, so, I mean, you know, you've got a lot of things you can do with a lot of the guys on NXT. I mean, what they're going to do with Dexter Loomis. I mean, when I first saw him, it was like, oh, my God, this guy's just going to terrorize everybody and everything. and you know, without his, without, do you, do you think, in your, let me ask you this question, in your opinion, do you think 
Derek Loomis would be Dexter. Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis would be much, much more feared if he spoke a lot on the mic, or is his character good just the way it is? I think his character is good just the way it is. Okay. I, I, I can see that. I mean, this thing with Horseface, or I mean, I'm sorry, Indy Hartwell, um, it's just, it's getting stupid. Yeah. I mean, just. I mean, if, I mean, they've had other wrestlers that, you know, especially in NXT, that were of a dominant faction, and when they tried to talk, it ruined them. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently, um, oh my gosh, my just my mind just went blank. Uh, dude, oh Lars Sullivan. I mean, you know, he was big and bad, and then and people, please don't take this offensively. But when you heard him talk, especially with the little lisp that he had, he, he didn't sound as dominant. Right. You know, there are wrestlers that sound more dominant than they can be, and it's in the voice. So he may not have that that tone in his voice that would make him sound like such a formidable opponent. Right. So maybe it's better off keeping him away from speaking. Right. Good, good on the outside, but you never know what's going to come out. So... Yeah, so it's gonna be uh, gonna be uh, kind of fun. I want to see—I can't say fun, but interesting, so to speak—to see what's gonna happen on Raw again. I mean, I like you said, I look forward every Monday night to watching Raw and hopefully seeing the unexpected, and it's not happening. I mean, at least on SmackDown, you kind of know. Uh, I don't want to say you kind of know what to expect, but you kind of. You kind of know it's going to be a good match if you see who they're going to put together. And then with Monday Night Raw, you're like, oh, okay, let's see what we're going to have this week. And then it just fizzles. Even, I mean, we, I I think we both can agree that the worst matches that were both, I mean, at WrestleMania and recently on Raw and SmackDown have involved the women's tag team. Whether it was in singles matches yep. or tag team matches. So even the matches that they're involved in on SmackDown are better than the matches that they're involved in on Raw. And I mean it's it's a I mean and it's not that Natalia and Tamina are that much better of opponents than say Mandy Rose and, and Dana Brooke. Maybe a little better. Um but it just, for whatever reason, the quality that comes out of Monday Night Raw is just lackluster. Right. Um, I saw something. I don't know if you saw it or not. And if you do, if you did, I'd like to get your opinion on it. Mick Foley had mentioned something about WWE should be doing something along the lines of a, of a women's show. Just like... Yeah, just like having a show just to showcase the women wrestlers. I I don't can't remember can't remember where I saw it, but I know he mentioned something about it. 
And right now, that that's not going to fly because, like you said, their women's division right now is awful. Well, I mean, if, if, well, if the thought behind it is taking the women off of Raw and taking the women off SmackDown and giving them their own show, um, I mean, that might make... I'm going to say sense in quotes, um, but if you're still going to have them compete and then just do an hour-long special of just women's matches on, say, the network, no, that that wouldn't make sense at all. Okay. Uh, for the people out there that have been tuning in, uh, we, we just uh, had some comments there by our good friend Rick Del Santo, who's the host of the PWZ podcast, so we want to give him a shout-out uh, for PWZ. Uh, it's a great show. We've been on it before, so you definitely want to check out his show when he has it. But, He's got some good merchandise, too. I, I've seen him post up on um, Instagram. So Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, – yeah, so check out uh, PWZ, his merchandise. You know, going to, you know, have him talk to him, throw throw a couple things trivia in Nugster's way and see what uh, – See, see what goes on with that. But, um, yeah, I, um, I sent a message out to a gentleman who's involved in Battlefront Pro Wrestling. His name is Dan Gore. Goes by the name of Necromancer. And um, he's going to have a, um, a wrestler on his show, this on the next show coming up. Wait, hold on. Message me your shirt sizes. I'll get some for you. I don't think they make them. My, I don't think they make them that big for me, Rick. But uh, we definitely will. I don't think you have extra, extra fat. Well, they're small, medium, large, extra large, and stand back. This might get ugly. That's my size. But no, mine's a two X. Um. And no, and he also said before that, do you mind if I? Thanks for the shout out. Mind if I plug tomorrow's episode? No, go right ahead. And uh. I just kind of lost my train of thought there for a minute. Um, well. Rick said, hey, I'm a fat ass, and I got one. <laughs> you were talking about somebody from Battlefront. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm an independent wrestler. Yeah, Necromancer is having a, a guy on there making his first appearance on uh, Battlefront. We know him very well by the ma- by the name of Bull Dread. So maybe somewhere down the line we can get Necromancer on the show and talk to him about his Battlefront uh, organization and see where they're going with that. So Necromancer is fighting Bull Dread. No, Necromancer runs Battlefront Pro Wrestling, and he's bringing oh. in Bull Dread, and Bull Dread's making his first appearance in Battlefront. So I just got a notification that Greg Chester's watching. Okay, well that's good. Welcome, Greg. Um, it usually takes about a, it usually takes about an hour for you to get that notification. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's been an hour, so they're right on time. But yeah, so uh, daylight. See, I'm on Central Time Zone time. <laughs> I think so. I think Even so. I'm about twelve minutes away from where you are. Uh, for whatever reason, maybe I'm on. 
Central Time Zone, so it's an hour later. Right. Uh, Mike Miranda watching. Thanks for tuning in, Mike. Um, yeah, so, I mean, what does the WWE really need to do to boost their women? Is Becky Lynch really the answer? I, I, I don't know. I mean, will it be the answer? Uh, maybe. Would it help? Yes. It'll definitely be um, a shot in the arm. Definitely. I mean, I, I think SmackDown's... You want to go ahead and read that for him? Or? Tomorrow's episode. YouTube, okay. AWA, that's going back. Woo! You're talking Nick Bockwinkel, Vern Gagne, Kurt Hennig, all the guys that aren't even around yet anymore. 35% off everything in his shop starting Wednesday. Nice. Nice. Definitely uh, going to check it out. So, but yeah, getting back to Vegas. I think SmackDown's okay. Um, I mean, obviously the the threesome of Bianca, Bailey, and Sasha headlines SmackDown, um, and then even on a secondary level, I mean, you have say Carmella, Ruby, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Tamina. So I think SmackDown the women side is, is okay. Um, the raw side, the problem there is, is you have the talent. I mean, you now have Rhea Ripley, you have Charlotte, you have Asuka. I mean, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, even in singles. And then you, you, you go down a tier where you have your Naomi, Dana Brooke, Mandy, and then you have your bottom feeder in Lana. But they have... The talent, they, you know, so roster-wise, they're they're kind of even because for everything top talent-wise, with you know Oscar Charlotte, they even out with the lower end of you know Lana. Right. So I I I don't know what they need to do except they they gotta get better creativity. And I don't think showing them more will help it out. You know, have more women's matches. I don't think that'll help it out. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said be more creative. Yeah. You know, put put matches together that are going to be interesting to watch. Because, you know, like, you know, their talent is... I'd say, you know, maybe kind of equal to SmackDown. But SmackDown works their programs better with the women than Raw does. And if Raw claims to be the flagship show, then start doing something to make it the flagship show. Because you're three hours and you got about an hour's worth of wrestling. I, I haven't heard it being called the flagship show in a while. Thanks for letting me plug here. Yeah, no problem, Rick, anytime. But like I said, I'm a 2X on the shirt, so. And, 
Yeah, so we just, uh, I don't know, I mean. Yeah. Raw has been lacking for a long, long time. Yep. And, I mean, part of the problem is, I mean, granted, they, they've got a, uh, a larger roster, but you, you see the same ties and matches all the time. They just kind of move them around. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yep. Um, now, we know that this is not going to happen. It's not going to be possible. But I'm going to throw you out a scenario as to which okay. matches you would like to see if WWE, how many times did you watch when the crowd, when the crowd was there and it was, and it was dead, and it was a dead crowd. Yeah. No interest. People watch out of habit these days. Yep. And that's kind of me now. Monday Night Raw is just a routine. Yep. You know, that I'm used to my Monday Night Viewing. Right. But getting back to what I was saying, um, I think we know somewhere along the line it's not going to happen. But which matches would you like to see if they put SmackDown and Raw together? And had and had wrestlers from SmackDown and Raw battling each other in different matches each week. Which matches would you like to see out of that? Overall or just women? Overall. Oh. Um. Geez. Um. With the champions that they have now. Um. I don't know. There's so many, so many options. Um, I'm going to throw one out to you. Let me see what you think about go it. Ahead. Bobby, go ahead. Bobby Lashley, Big E. What, what would you, th what would you think of that match? Do you think that would, that could be a pay-per-view type match? Yes. Yes. But, racist in any way shape or form but why does it seem like uh, I, I, I I don't know little things like that bother me because like the whole it's Apollo Cruz versus Big E it was the New Day versus Benjamin and um, Alexander. Cedric Alexander. I I don't know. Um, I, I don't want to say I'm tired of the black on black violence, but I don't I don't know. Um, Kevin Owens, Sheamus would interest me. Um. What what about AJ Styles Cesaro? Maybe um here, <laughs> here, here here's what here's what I'd like to throw your way for for Monday Night Raw. What about if he if he goes to Monday Night Raw, and this might sound like a crazy matchup, 
But what would you think of either Daniel Bryan versus Ali or Daniel Bryan versus Ricochet? I would like Daniel Bryan versus Ricochet more. Um, I, and, and I think Ricochet... I think he's getting the short end of the stick. I, I mean, I think he's really good. Um, and I, I am once again, I think what he's lacking is the same thing that happens to a lot of people in NXT. They're good in the ring. Excellent wrestlers can do some amazing moves. I mean, this man flips off the top rope and I have, what does a 450 I don't know 630 810 whatever it just right. continually spins like a freaking helicopter lands on people yeah but he lacks the extra pop you need to be on the microphone um and it's it's sad that that's what the WWE has has become, you know, ever since they had to change it to World Wrestling Entertainment, right? They, they're, you know, and it's like with with Raw, it's like they, they feel like they need to entertain you more, and it's the World Wrestling Entertainment, <laughs> not World Wrestling Entertainment. Right. What did you? But what did you get out of Alistair Black's vignette? Last week. I don't know yet. I don't know. Um, I did. I mean, I never really bought into the you know come knock on my door thing. And the longer he did it, the worse it got. I got into it even less. Yeah. I I I don't know what what this is. I I don't. I just I don't. I don't. I mean, is he coming? Is he? going to be a heel? Is it going to be a face? What's it? I mean, obviously it'll be a couple more weeks before anything else happens because you got to give it some time to develop. Yep. But I just have no clue as to where it's going to, why they're doing it. Now, do you think they're doing it so that people don't forget about Aleister Black and be like, oh yeah, I remember he went, you know, when he was out there wrestling, well, you know, where's he been? Now all of a sudden he pops up with these vignettes and WWE is like, well, let's start off with this now. Go back to Aleister Black, you know, being the dark, the dark side of Aleister Black. And because obviously they have nothing for him or they'd be putting him on TV. So do you think the vignettes is something that's going to get him started in major feuds or just have it go? Um starting off here and then gradually going up. Because I really don't think he's that bad of a wrestler. No, neither do I. And that's what you need him to do. You don't you don't need him in a room full of fucking lit candles. Right. You know, I think people would get more um wow, those clouds out there are really gray. Um sorry. I think the WWE universe would get more out of him if he you know, had the same entrance that he had, came in, wrestled somebody, kicked the shit out of their face, and won a match. Yep. Then these stupid, big, goggle-looking sunglasses in the dark 
reading from a book that nobody knows what the hell it is in a room full of candles. Right. Yep. And, you know, sometimes the WWE would think of that as a buildup to, uh, to his return. And it's just making no sense. So. Well, I mean, we don't know. It's only been two weeks. Right. You don't know what the, you know, the end is going to lead to. Now, did you think, I thought maybe it might have been part of it, but did you think Alistair Black would have come back as part of Retribution, maybe? No. No? I mean, I, I originally had said if you wanted to bring validation to Retribution, bring back part of the group, bring back wrestlers that hadn't been used. Right. That people knew. Nobody knew any reason why, you know, what Dijakovic and Dio Madden, nobody knew, A, nobody knew who they were. B, nobody knew what they were trying to get retribution from. Yep. At least if you had brought up, and I, I think I had said at that time, this is how long ago it was, was you brought Andrade back and Aleister Black back along with a couple other guys you know, people would know who they were and why they were seeking retribution. And then the others are part of retribution because they too have been skipped over and passed by in the WWE. Right. Have but you just bringing two random, well, three random guys and well, what then was two random women, which then became one. Oh, that yeah. nobody knew or knew what they were, how they got screwed over, because they were, I mean, if you wanted to form a retribution in NXT, then yeah, people would have known what was going on, but they got screwed over in NXT, not WWE. Right. Has there been any uh, rumblings about what's going to take place with uh, Mia Yim and Slapjack or Slapnuts or whatever the hell he well, calls himself? If you look on Wikipedia, Medium or Reckoning is listed as a SmackDown superstar. Um, but Slapnuts is still listed as a Raw superstar. Rumor is that he was going to be um, be sent over to SmackDown under his original name, whatever, Thorne. Kevin, Kevin Thorne? His first name might be or whatever. Yeah. I remember what his first name is. Kevin Thorne, yeah. So, well, I mean, I think the WWE, I mean, even with uh, Keith Lee, I mean, there's just, I don't know what's going on with him or what they plan on doing with him. Don't know. Hopefully, That's another thing. Hopefully. Um, I would like to eventually see him be the one to, I mean, let Cesaro do this open challenge for a couple more weeks. You know, with, even if you want to say it's so um actually have a match with Humberto Correa. Um get him out of the way and maybe have some more dominant matches and then maybe after this pay per view have an open challenge and have, have Keith Lee answer the open challenge. Right. That would be uh that would be something because I mean Sheamus is a US champion right now without any opponents. Right. So but yeah, yeah. plenty of people on the roster. Right. They're just not using them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know 
for some reason, people um, don't look at Braun Strowman being a mid-level champion anymore. Um, therefore, that's why he gets put to a triple threat match with Lashley McIntyre. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Braun Strowman answer an open challenge and go against Sheamus. That would be... Uh... That would be a match I could get behind. I think I could definitely get interested in seeing that match. But I think, you know, and going back a couple weeks from the releases and everything, I think the WWE dropped the ball on getting rid of Samoa Joe. I, I disagree. It, there had to be a reason why he's not wrestling anymore, for, that he wasn't wrestling for WWE. There has to be. You, you don't take somebody that was his talent and just leave him as as a commentator unless that's all he can do. Right. Um, I mean, we know how long it took Edge. Um, well, we don't know. We we know he was he had to retire nine, ten, whatever years ago. We don't know how long it was that it took for him to get cleared by doctors. I mean, he could have come back and taking a physical and a doctor's going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, you're fine. But, I mean, it took Daniel Bryan three years. Paige is still trying to get cleared to wrestle. It, it could have just been one of those things that the WWE, their doctors wouldn't clear him to wrestle. So maybe it was just time for him to go. Maybe, and we'll, see, we'll never know. If right. we had a conversation with somebody saying, hey, listen, you know what? If you're not going to let me wrestle, just, just, you know, let me get out of here. Right. Exactly. Um, let me, let me explore greener pastures. That happened, but right. Maybe it's one of those things that was known backstage, but never officially came out. Yeah. Now, I know you mentioned something on the show a couple weeks ago about um, Jinder Mahal. Has, has there been any word on what's going on with him or? I mean, he's, I, he, he's good to wrestle. I mean, he wrestled for that Saudi Arabia show or whatever it was. Not the one that was in Saudi Arabia, the one that was recorded in the States and put on a network where it was a bunch of Saudi Arabians wrestling against, you know, regular people, um, meaning Americans and, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, he wrestled and... You know, I don't, I, I don't think he won in the match that he was in. Right. So, I mean, he's able to compete. Um, I mean, I did read something where, you know, once again, you know, in reference to retribution, that maybe he was going to come out and, you know, do something in Drew McIntyre, kind of aligning himself with Mason T-Bar. Um, but obviously that didn't happen last week. Right. This is inter hold on. This is interesting. I just heard three bangs, and I said it sounded like firecrackers or gunshots. And now I hear police cars. So I don't think it was the firecrackers. But um, yeah. Uh, no, but they were pretty loud bangs, so they sounded like they were pretty close by. But sometimes I'm glad I'm inside. But. Yeah, so I mean, WWE has just got so many options that they can 
use with their roster, and they're just not doing it. And and like you said, you know, Monday Night Raw is just becoming a habit now. Every Monday night, oh, 8 o'clock, okay, cool, let me turn on Raw. And it's it's not a wild card. Now, now, now my habit is I know I'm DVRing it. Yeah. So I don't I – mean, maybe I'll start watching at 9 o'clock. Um and then I can fast forward. Usually I'm caught up by 9.30. Right. Um, but then there's a show that I like to watch. It's on at 10 o'clock. So the next morning, I, I watch the last hour and a half in about 30 minutes. Yep. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, anything to add before we close, Greg? Okay. Hold on. Hold okay. on. Hold on, nope. hold on. Go right ahead. All right. So. These are the wrestlers, the male wrestlers on your raw roster. Okay. And then you can see the amount of people they have in their roster and who's being used and who's not. AJ Styles, haven't seen him in a couple weeks. Yep. Tazawa, unless it's 24-7 title, which we haven't seen in a month, you don't see him at all. Angel Garza. Haven't seen him in a long time. We just saw him last week. All of a sudden, telling Nia Jax she was beautiful. Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, obviously we know Bray Wyatt. Haven't seen since WrestleMania. Cedric Alexander is now part of a team, a tag team that's just now losing. What, a month ago they were the tag team champions, and now they're just also runs. Damian Priest, we know. Drew Gulak never gets used unless it's 24-7. Mm -hmm. Drew McIntyre. Elias, who I think is a better wrestler than they're allowing to, and they're using him in dumb storylines. Yep. Eric Nybar, they both just came back, so you got to give them a little time.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.